Here are some really simple questions. How body confident are you? Are you body positive? Do you know the difference? Do you accept your body and other body types? I know I've just used the word body more than anyone should in the space of 10 seconds, but these questions are pretty important. And knowing the answers can have a big impact on how you feel about yourself and the female narrative more generally. I don't know about you, but the pandemic has left me feeling less than confident about revealing my very not summer ready body. And the recent discourse around women's place in society has also thrown up some key discussions about female beauty and identity and the limiting and often dangerous beliefs around it. I know I'm not the only one questioning my body confidence, so I wanted to offer a few thoughts and some practical, personal tips to improve body confidence and acceptance. We'll talk more after the intro. Welcome to the Car Minute Podcast, a show for busy women who want to live well and stress less without having to break the bank. Life is a lot these days, and being a woman comes with its own particular set of stresses. That's why it's so important to find moments of calm and get some you time. If that's a concept you're not familiar with, then you're definitely in the right place. I'm your host, Tanya Sinclair, and in each episode, I'll chat about all things well-being and self-care, I'll recommend budget-friendly products, and I'll share a few personal tips for calmer living. And because I know you only have so many hours in the day, each episode in this season is 15 minutes or less. A quick dose of calm for when you're on the go. As I was saying, we use terms like body confidence, body positive, and body acceptance interchangeably but there are subtle differences. Let me give you an example. I recently watched an interesting YouTube video from Vogue, where three Instagram models and three runway models were interviewed about their experience in their industries. And as I watched the 20-minute interview, it was clear that the runway models were far more body confident compared to the Instagram models. For starters, they'd not felt the need to have cosmetic surgery, whereas two out of the three Instagram models already had. Now, you could argue that the runway models either weren't telling the truth about a sneaky bit of filler or a tuck here and there, or that by their very job title, they were born pretty perfect already, so wouldn't need to alter their appearance like us mere mortals. But their confidence was about more than just their physical attributes. To me, they had a confidence of mind and of personality compared to the Instagram models, and this was reflected in how they carried themselves, and how they answered the questions. On the topic of body positivity, the Instagram models shone through as advocates for the movement, showing a belief that all body types should be seen and celebrated. When it came to body acceptance, however, things were a bit more blurred. The use of Photoshop and filters across both industries highlighted how differently the models viewed their own self-identity. Some were more comfortable with enhancing their images than others, And then there were degrees within that, like whether it was okay to airbrush out acne versus digitally altering a body shape. From that one small conversation came the clear distinctions between body confidence, which is how we feel about ourselves physically and emotionally, things that shape our self-esteem, body positivity, 
which is the acceptance of all bodies regardless of their shape, size or appearance. And body acceptance, which means learning to embrace our ever-changing and ever-ageing bodies. When I was at school, I had to go through a city centre to catch the bus home. Every day, I would walk by my local top shop, the then fashion mecca for anyone in their teens and early 20s. I can distinctly remember stopping at the window one time and wondering why they used such ridiculously unrealistic mannequins to display their clothes. For starters, they were uber tall and stick thin, but had perfectly sized boobs. And of course, they were all white. And I remember looking at my own growing body and thinking that I could never achieve that look, no matter how much I tried. Even by 13 or 14, I'd been so exposed to what society deemed attractive that it had already conditioned me to think about female bodies in a particular way. Fat was bad. Stick thin, completely disproportionate and fair-skinned was good. In some ways, I don't think we've moved the needle all that far in terms of what I would call a healthy body image. By that I mean focusing our attention less on what our bodies look like and more on how they function and feel. And I think that's why so many women spend their time trying to emulate the aesthetic of gorgeous women like Jennifer Lopez, the Kardashians or Cardi B, instead of focusing on nourishing and honouring their bodies, which carry them through so much. I'm totally guilty of this myself, of course. Even now, even when I try to be accepting of my body, I still catch myself looking in that mirror and picking out all of the things that need changing, instead of marvelling at its strength and complexity. And at times, it feels like social media has made things worse for women when it comes to body image. When I was young, there were magazines, TV and music videos feeding the narrative. But I could always separate real life from what I was looking at, because it was such a world away. But now, on top of the A-list female celebrities, there's a constant stream of images of women who live just down the road from us, with completely snatched faces and ultra-fit bodies to compare ourselves to. Please don't get me wrong, I love that women are able to express their femininity and beauty, and I'm all for women doing their thing in the beauty and influencer world. But as someone who turns 40 next year and has watched women deal with post-pregnancy body changes, disability and illness, I honestly feel like it's gotten harder for women to even be seen if they don't conform to a certain kind of beauty or fitness aesthetic. And the stats don't lie. A recent survey of UK women found that around 45% had a negative body image, which led to higher levels of anxiety and depression. And the pandemic has tragically led to a rise in eating disorders in young people, particularly young girls, who've been exposed to social media images. Being seen as beautiful by society is still sadly the currency by which so many women feel valued. But all that said, it really doesn't have to be so doom and gloom. As much as billion pound industries want to dictate today's iteration of the perfect body, it's important to recognise that we can control our body confidence and our sense of self. There is so much power in that, and I want to offer you the thought that starting today, you can decide to press the reset button when it comes to what you think about your body, and women's bodies more generally. So let's get practical about this. I know you're busy and you have probably five minutes before you have to go and do the next thing on your to-do list. So here are a few suggestions to help you start a gentler and kinder body conversation with yourself. 
The first one is to clear out your social media feed of body-triggering accounts and replace them with ones that are uplifting and that represent body diversity and positivity. I'm honestly not suggesting that you unfollow women out of jealousy or negativity here, but if there are accounts that focus solely on external beauty or have feeds filled with body-perfecting ads or marketing, then you'll be doing yourself a huge favour by muting them at the very least. Good Housekeeping has a fabulous list of body-positive Instagrammers, which I'll link to in the show notes. And on a slightly side note, it's also helpful to remind yourself that image editing tools are prolific on social media. So even those accounts that have a better balance when it comes to body-positive content may have used filters as well. If someone looks too perfect, it's probably because they are. Next up on the suggestion list is journaling. I know it generates a few eye rolls, but it can really help to let those deeper, more hidden body-related feelings out. There's a wonderful journal written by Lily Diamond and Rebecca Walker called What's Your Story Now? A Journal for Everyday Evolution. And among its many beautiful and thought-provoking pages, there's a particular prompt which invites you to write a kind of love letter to your body, recognising its power and its unique qualities and abilities. The simplicity of this, I think, is lovely, and it's something we could all try. Now, I don't want to go suggesting something and not giving you the tools to have a go. So if you head over to the show notes for this episode, or go to thecarmelit.com resources, you'll find a brand new Body Beautiful mini journal that's completely free and all yours. I hope it gives you some useful prompts to start reframing that inner dialogue and work on your body acceptance. The third suggestion is to try guided meditation for the body. This is a wonderful way to spend five minutes connecting into your body and recognising the journey it's taken you on so far. There are some beautiful free meditations out there and I will of course leave a little list for you to check out later. Just two suggestions left before we reach the end of today's episode. One is to do something that makes you feel body confident. It doesn't matter if it's wearing a pair of period pants or applying a sheet mask. If you feel great wearing it or using it, then do it. For me, it's as simple as putting on workout gear and smashing out a 20 minute at home class or keeping my skin moisturised. That sounds absolutely ridiculous, I know, but if my body feels dry and wrinkly, then I just don't feel as confident walking around. It really is the little things. And the last suggestion I have for you is to make friends with your mirror. I don't mean this in terms of vanity, of course. I'm talking about getting truly comfortable with looking at the person staring back at you and seeing the whole self reflected back. This can be super challenging at first. I mean, I still struggle with this one myself. And it can be especially hard if you avoid mirrors or turn on the critical self-talk every time you notice a bump, lump or unwanted hair. But the truth is that we're on rocky ground if we continue to base our sense of self entirely on how we look. There is so much more to you than your body. You have a whole list of talents, skills and achievements. And then there's everything that you do to care for and support others. So look proudly at the woman staring back at you and see her for all of her beauty, inside and out. Thanks so much to you, my calm-seeking friend, for listening to today's episode. I hope it inspires you to start thinking differently about your amazing body and your true value in this world. If you've enjoyed listening in, 
then please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I've had a few in already and they really make my day. Reviews are also great for helping others to find the show. To get all of the show note goodies, head over to thecarmedit.com slash pod slash five. And I'll be back on the 16th of June with a brand new episode. So until then, stay safe and stay calm. Bye.